You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mater and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, everybody. Howdy and welcome back to the show. You are listening to the DC's DFS Challenge show like you do every Saturday night at 9.30 p.m. Because we're always here to help you win money. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. Back on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN. Also presented to you by Belly Up Fantasy Sports. And we got a great show in store for you guys here today. As we'll be going over tomorrow's. NBA DFS Challenge Tournament. Remember, you can always join the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament every single week as we have the contest going on to see who will become a winner of $100 at championshipfootballs.com presented by Mr. Chaz Flaherty, who will be on in the second half of the show to talk about some bets for tomorrow as well. And of course, that's every single week that you can go ahead and play. We'll have the drawing at the end of the month like we always do at the end of February. We already have our first winner. Our first eligible contestant, Mr. Mickey Katz, 12 from last week. He'll be the first name in the hat. And you can get multiple names. If you win multiple weeks, Mickey Katz come back this week and he wins again. That's more names in the hat for him. It enables you to have a better chance to win. So it's a free tournament. Everyone, please join. We will drop the comment in later on in the show during the second half of the show. Of course, you can always look it up on social media at Belly Up Fantasy or on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's always available to you. We'll also drop it tomorrow with the audio version of this show. Hopefully, you are listening to the live stream, watching the live stream on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Belly Up Fantasy Sports. Now. We have a ton going on. Obviously, I'm by myself today. Chris Pinto will not be with us. I believe he will be back next week, however. But that doesn't stop us from going over the tournament league, the lineup card that I have for you guys here today. And the nice thing, unlike last week, we had the Super Bowl, so there wasn't a lot of basketball to talk about. We talked about the Super Bowl, though. We talked about the DFS for those lineups. We had some pretty good winners, uh, especially in the gambling part of the show. We had on a lot of big winners between uh, Mikey Betts and Chaz and myself. Uh, we felt pretty good about that show. Hopefully, we can bring you the same amount of luck again in today's show. Just be Chaz. No real Mikey Betts today, but you can check his show out tomorrow, 10 a.m. on Belly Up Fantasy. And tomorrow we have a, a whole slate of games. Now, what we always do when we when we choose exactly what our tournament is going to be when it comes to the NBA, because you have multiple time slots throughout the day, we always choose whichever one has the most games. Well, tomorrow, the seven o'clock hour, Sunday at seven p.m. Eastern, has the most NBA games. It's about nine games, so it gives you the most players to choose from. It makes it the most fun. You want to have options when you're looking at these players, because everyone has the same team and there's very little difference this way. You can have a lot of variables into your lineup. And I have a lot of variables in my lineup. A lot of guys who I wasn't sure I was going to go with. I will say this. So when you're putting together a, a DFS lineup, especially when it comes to the NBA, you usually have one of two train of thoughts. And this usually kind of applies to almost any sport when it comes to DFS. Do you pay up for certain top end superstars that, you know, have the potential to be number ones on the day, their scoring position, no matter what. And that's why you pay up for these guys. Or do you hang back? Do you look for value, value, value all throughout your lineup to put together the best all-around lineup you possibly can? Well, when it comes to tournaments, generally speaking, the best solution normally is to pay up for certain guys in positions and hit on your sleepers. That's normally the way to go. 
Now, I didn't quite go all the way up to the top with some of my top edge guys. I have what you would call a more all-around lineup because when you look at the value and who's questionable heading into tomorrow, it led me to believe there's not as many sleepers in these nine games that I feel confident about being able to hit big on, catching fire, which is what you need them to do. Now, we have a few sleepers for you that we will go over, but I kick things off. Generally speaking, you look at the point guard position, and everyone wants to look at Luka Doncic, and you can't go wrong. On DraftKings, he's about $11,500 right now. And while that's the top, or $11,100, excuse me. And while that's the top-notch price that you're going to pay for any player, when you're, if you're looking at a tournament league or any, any DFS league right now, even if it's head-to-head, he's been on absolute fire. While Dallas has been terrible, while he had a slow start to the season, Luka's back to being Luka. He's back to putting up the numbers that we all thought he might put up for an MVP type of season. Now, it's not going to be an MVP type of season because Dallas isn't winning. But the numbers are there. Those requisites are there. And from a fantasy standpoint, you can't go wrong. But it's not where the value was for me. In order to do that, you had to hit on more sleepers, have more sleepers available. There's not a lot of guys out there that I'm looking at to catch fire or to get me double-doubles with 10 and 10 with the bigger guys in these matchups in particular. So I didn't go that route. I went with John Morant. That's who I went with. And Morant is a guy who's been on fire lately, playing really well, gets to play Sacramento in this game. He's been back up because he had, he had a stretch there about a week or two ago where he wasn't getting into the 30-plus minute territory. It was low 20s, mid 20s, one high 20 game. He started to get his minutes back now. And over the last four games, he scored over 33 fantasy points over the last four games. 42 points against the Lakers just yesterday, where he had a nice game there. He had 22 points in that game. Played a lot of good minutes, 35 minutes in that ball game. He is playing more and more minutes. His time is back, and he gets to play Sacramento, which is a good matchup for him. They're in the bottom half of the league when it comes to guarding the point guard position. He's $7,600. That's where the key came in for me. Does he have the ceiling of a Luka Doncic? No. But can he get you two-thirds of that production for $7,600 compared to $11,100? Yes. Which is going to allow us to put together some other options. I really like what Morant's been able to do as of late, too. So that led me into the shooting guard position. And this is where I like to pay up. I like to pay up the shooting guard position because there's so few shooting guards that you can actually count on to produce on a night-in, night-out basis. And when it comes to the two-guard position, there's very few players in the league that have been hotter than Devin Booker. Devin Booker to Phoenix Suns, he has been every bit the superstar they've needed him to be this season. And lately, the guy's been on another level. I mean, we're talking the last four games, he hasn't gone below 41 fantasy points, topping off at 54 points a few games ago at Cleveland and just had today almost 50 points, 48.8 points to be exact against the Philadelphia 76ers where he dropped 36 points and had five rebounds in tonight's game. Now, sometimes I get a little bit leery of back-to-back situations, but Booker's a guy who's been playing through that. He's young enough. We're not, we're not have to worry about him resting tomorrow. And they get to play Orlando. You couldn't ask for a better matchup for a player who is on fire the way Devin Booker is right now. And they haven't been shy about his minutes. 
the least amount of minutes he's played in the last week and a half at this point would be against Detroit 31, where they didn't need him to play a lot. I mean, he just had 39 minutes against Milwaukee two games ago, and then he had 34 minutes tonight. He's been averaging 35 minutes a game. He's going to play a lot again against Orlando. Now, is there a chance Phoenix blows Orlando out to the point where he doesn't plug the, you know, over the 35-minute mark? Perhaps. But I think there's a pretty good chance he's going to hit his 35 minutes. He hits his 35 minutes. I'm going to guarantee he gets you over 40 fantasy points. And at $8,200 for a two-guard position that's very, very streaky as a position in general, and a game in which Paul George is going to be questionable because he's he's the top two-guard available, but he's going to be questionable for tomorrow. We don't know yet if he's going to play. Devin Booker is the guy that I want to go with. Plus, he can catch fire. This is a guy who can put up as many points as anybody in tomorrow's game especially in that matchup against Orlando. So let's move on. Let's talk about Michael Porter. Let's talk about the three position. Talk about the small forward. That's why I went with in the spot. Now, this is all about value, right? Because Porter's been very, very inconsistent all season long. There's no doubt about that. But he's $5,900. And after he spends 76 and 82, while I feel like I'm getting value with Morant, I feel like I'm getting value there with Booker, you're still paying up at those positions. So you have to be able to find some lower key guys who can get you some numbers. And the one thing about Michael Porter is that while he's been consistent, this is a guy who's been on the verge of a double-double almost every single game, just because of the way he plays the position. Let's also add into the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are questionable. And not just questionable like we expect them to play. Legitimately questionable where we don't know if either one of these guys plays. If either one of them misses, Michael Porter should be in a situation to take advantage of a Kyle Kuzma, take advantage of that matchup, and be able to have one of his better games. The one thing we know about him as of late, over the last four games, he's gotten back to being the starter. Remember, he went out on COVID, he came back, he was, he was coming off the bench. Still partly due to inconsistent play, partly due to trying to get him back in shape. But he's been the starter over the last four games. They're getting him back to his minutes. He had 34 minutes against Sacramento, 27 against Milwaukee, 28 against Cleveland, and then 31 against Oklahoma City. He's getting that consistent high 20s, low 30 range. You mix that in with the possibility of an Anthony Davis and or a LeBron James not playing, it should line up as a situation for him to continue to get back on track because he's played better over these last four games as well. He had 38 fantasy points against Cleveland a couple of nights ago, but he's been getting over 25 in that four-game stretch. Again, $5,900. But like I said, this is a guy, especially if those two are missing, that can easily get you a double-double and not have to have a great game in order to do that. That is value. So that's why I like Michael Porter a lot in this situation. Now, there's some other guys that if I could have paid up, I would like to go with. DeMar DeRozan has been probably one of the most consistent players you're going to find right now, especially when you're looking at DFS, the plug-and-play your lineup in. But he's a little too much. We had to go cheaper. And I have an affinity for Michael Porter Jr., so sometimes maybe that gets me in trouble, with especially how inconsistent he's been this season. But I'm not too worried about it at the end of the day because you're getting that $5,900 price tag. We went with another sleeper at the power forward position. Miles Bridges. They're playing San Antonio tomorrow. So it's not a bad matchup. They're about mid-pack in the league when it comes to the power forward position. This is a guy who's been playing more minutes as of late. Again, 
So I look, I, I love to look for the guys who, who's playing a lot lately. Because that mo that momentum is what's going to get you to the next step. That momentum is going to get you the guaranteed playing time, get you the guaranteed production. And over the last four games, we're going to talk about Michael Porter and having the possibility of double-doubles. Over the last four games, Miles Bridges had a double-double in each and every one of those games the last four. Ever since he got back up to being in the high 20s, low 30s in his minutes. And over the last four games, three of them, he's had 31 minutes in. One at 27. So you have solid playing time. A guy who's averaging a double-double during that stretch while having the solid playing time and has a middle-of-the-pack matchup here against San Antonio. This is the type of stuff that you look for. When you look for sleepers, for guards, you're looking for who can get hot at the three-point line. Maybe if they're a high-assist guy, you look for that too. But generally speaking, if you're looking at sleepers for DFS, you look at who can get hot at the three-point line. When it comes to forwards, who can fall into a double-double without having to have a great game in order to do so. Because that'll rack up the fantasy points. That's where you can get the value at. He's $5,100 on DraftKings. And in that four-game stretch that we're harping on, his lowest point total was 25. He had 36 points. You give me a guy who has the potential to get me somewhere between 25 and 36 points, and I feel pretty confident he'll be able to do that, at $5,100, so I can put a really good team around that? Yeah. Miles Bridges is one of the top sleeper picks for me heading into tomorrow's matchups. He should be for everybody. And you look at some of the other options, and you're not going to find anybody at that price tag who's guaranteed the minutes that he is at this moment, along with the production to back it up. It's just hard to do. And this allowed me to go in a nice direction here at center. I love, 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 love the DraftKings has Zion Williamson listed as a power forward and a center position. Because the center position for DFS, especially when there's not a lot of games to choose from, can be the most trickiest of all. And we've talked about this in the past. It's, it's kind of like the tight end position in football. You're either going to pay up for the top guy so you can be guaranteed the top production, or you're going to pay all the way down and hope that you hit. Well, in this game, with these many players available, you can go with a guy that you could play anywhere, that you would want to play anywhere in Zion Williamson. $8,100, so not an outrageous price tag. Doesn't break your bank as far as paying for a top-end player. We know who Williamson is. We know what he's capable of. Again, I like to look at the last four games, usually as a barometer heading into my tournaments. Where have they been playing at? And this is a guy who has been between 38 and 48 points over that last four game stretch. Last two games has played 37 minutes apiece. He's back to playing his top end minutes and best news of all, because with Williamson, the back to the back to back days can be a little bit troublesome. His last game was yesterday. He'll have the day in between where we can be confident that him getting 35 plus minutes is definitely on the table again. And it's against Detroit in a great matchup. Great matchup for him, especially with his athletic ability. He's too much for them to be able to handle. Just got done dropping 36 points against Dallas. 48 fantasy points all all together. You have a matchup with Detroit where they're in the bottom half of the league when it comes to position. Williamson's that guy 
that while you don't, you're not necessarily paying the top, top dollar for to put him there. And yet, you know, because of what he can do, if he gets out in the break, if the ball is flowing through his hands on offense, he could put up as many fantasy points as anybody. Is that absolutely everybody? Triple doubles are not off the table. A double-double is very expected in this game. So that's why I loved being able to go Booker, Morant, Williamson as my big three for this lineup and filling around with pieces that I think fit what you're looking for value-wise and matchups. Speaking of a value guy, Jalen Brunson. He's $4,900 on DraftKings. Dallas is playing Portland. We know Portland doesn't play any defense, especially when it comes to the guard position. Brunson, again, a guy who's been playing a bit more as of late. Last two games, he had 22 minutes against the Pelicans, 30 minutes against Atlanta. And he's taken advantage of the games in which he has had the opportunity to play a lot. Now, if you go back, go back to the last four. So I like to look at the last four. The, la- the two games before that, only 19 minutes and 23 minutes. So he's not as surefire of a thing. He's definitely going to get the minutes that you're looking for. But he's been playing well enough, I believe, over the last couple of games. 32 fantasy points uh, last night, 34 against Atlanta on Thursday or Wednesday, excuse me. He's been playing well enough where I think they're going to start to give him more and more looks. Dallas doesn't play any defense. Portland doesn't have to play any defense. And what I said, when you look at the guard position, can you get hot? Can you get hot in a game that's not offering much defense in either way where everyone should get an opportunity to be able to score? Brunson's in that situation, and he's only $4,900. So that's why this is a, guy, this is a perfect, perfect sleeper type of guy to plug in your lineup, and you know all the variables are in your direction for that sleeper to be able to hit. And that that's what... DFS is all about. Can you get as many variables in your favor for your sleeper picks to hit? And at $4,900, I almost would guarantee Brunson is able to come back and return value. Almost guaranteed. Now, we still have the forward and utility position to talk about. Let's talk about the forward position. Here, again, I went with a guy that I think could get hot from three-point range. And he's even cheaper, $4,300. Grayson Allen. Again, you got Memphis, you get the Memphis-Sacramento matchup. You have a guy who has been playing plus 30 minutes over the last two games. Do some shifts that they've had in their rotation. He had 33 fantasy points against the Lakers last night, and then 29 against Charlotte. Again, remember, he's $4,300. So if you're giving me a guy right now who's plugging the minutes that you're looking for in around the 30-plus range territory, a guy who can get hot from deep in a great matchup, which is what this is, you have a guy who's looking at 30 fantasy points at a $4,300 price tag. It doesn't get much better than that. Now, it's a forward position. So sometimes you sit there and you're like, well, I want to get a guy who can get me rebounds because it does give you a nice floor. And it does. And Grayson now is not going to have necessarily the floor of a guy who might be in a position to get you double-double by getting 10 points and 10 boards and, and, and stuff like that. But he is a guy who might be able to put up similar production to say 
the, I don't want to say the Devin Bookers of the world, but the Morants of the world, those guys, that level, being able to get around that 30 to 35 fantasy point mark on DraftKings at $4,300. He can keep you in that top tier. He can compete with some of these mid to higher range guards if he's able to get hot from three. And I love the matchup here for him against Sacramento. He should be in a position to get some nice looks. That's why I paired him up with Morant. Because a lot of times the assist right now about coming out of Morant is hitting these guys in the wing. Allen should be one of the beneficiaries of that in tomorrow's matchup. And that brings me to last not least. And this guy has been one of my favorite players, actually, since CJ McCollum has been out. He's been getting more run. And that's Gary Trent. And I have him in my, my season-long fantasy leagues. He's been a great pickup. And you want to talk about a guy who's been plugging minutes. I mean, just over the last six games of 40, 38, 35, 33, 37, 36. You want to talk about a guy you're looking for that you could pay down for at $5,800 and feel confident you're going to get a 35-plus minute mark in his game or at least in that area? You're looking at it. And he's been producing. He's been scoring points. Now, this isn't a guy who's going to get you a lot of boards. He's not going to get you a lot of assists. But he's getting you 26, 24, 19, 15, 19, 26 points in that same stretch of games where he's been plugging a lot of minutes. There's a floor in his game right now. And that floor is about 28 fantasy points, ranging up to about 35. Again, $5,800, putting in a utility position and giving you a very high-end baseline to be able to go off of. And again, a matchup that presents... Little to no defense. Two teams that know how to score, but frankly are struggling to close out ball games because they're not playing defense, because they're looking to get hot from three, because they're looking to get out on the fast break. These are all things that bode very, very well when you're looking at these players from a fantasy perspective. Gary Trent Jr. in general has been a great fantasy value for really anybody out there especially if you've been in head-to-head points leagues, which is more what I like to play in the categories. The categories, maybe not as much. But the head-to-head points leagues, DFS situations like this one, he's been an absolute gold. The price tag on him, unfortunately, is going to continue to go up as he's been playing better and better and better. But he fills out that lineup nicely. So I feel pretty excited about this one. Like I said, every week, Join our free contest. You get to have a chance to be eligible for $100 championshipfootballs.com, which is a full-fledged souvenir football. And Chaz Florida to be on in the next half hour to talk more about that. But it gives you a chance to compete, not just with me, but with a lot of other people. Maybe get yourself introduced to NBA DFS. It's a great opportunity to be able to do that. And I like doing this when these different time slots, these different tournaments kind of, Skew, I should say, the group of players that you're choosing from. But that's our lineup going into this week. And we looked at some other positional players. We looked at paying, like I said, we looked at paying up, especially the three position jumped out to me. Did you want to pay up for Kawhi Leonard playing against Cleveland? Possibly. We know he's going to play. I think that's the big, the big key with Kawhi is, is he going to play? And because it's not a back-to-back, yeah, he'll play. And he's had a, he's had a floor of 36 fantasy points, and that's on a terrible night. 
for the most part, this guy has been plugging between 50 and 60 fantasy points almost every single week. That's why his price tag is up to $9,700, which is the third highest it's been all season long. We thought about going that route, but at the end of the day, you're looking for value. You want to put the best lineup that you can together. I do really like DeMar DeRozan at $8,000 as another guy. But the reason the big reason I'm going over small forwards now is because you got to hit at the small forward position. Because in today's NBA, that's where a lot of the points comes from. Now, you can blame LeBron, who is, you know, we didn't talk about him too much. He's $10,200. But right now, you're not going to look to plug LeBron into your lineup until you know for sure that he's playing. Now, they are leaning towards the side of him being probable where Anthony Davis is a little more on the questionable 50-50 side of things as far as him being able to play. But you want to wait. If you're looking to plug LeBron into your lineup, you want to wait till you know for sure. Especially when you have so many other options to be able to go with off of this list. The other one that I almost went with, and he's only $100 more than Michael Porter Jr., so this could just be a preference pick for my point. Maybe for you guys, if you don't know, this would help you out. But Josh Jackson is $6,000. Again, great matchup for him. The only reason I didn't go with him is because his minutes over the last four games have been a little bit more inconsistent than on Michael Porter Jr. And he doesn't present the same double-double upside, I believe, that a Porter Jr. would who's going to be more down towards the boards, more involved in the game plan. Over the last four games, he's he's ranged from 24 all the way up to 37. It's just a little bit more inconsistent. But he has played well. He's had a floor of about 25 fantasy points. Four games going against the Lakers, if everybody watched and tuned into that one, he dropped almost 50 fantasy points. So this is a guy that is definitely a great value at $6,000. I went with the more solid high floor pick there with a Michael Porter Jr. But that's another guy that I kind of struggled with that I want to make sure that I mentioned to you guys uh, before we moved on. So what we're going to do now, that dra- that breaks it down for our NBA DraftKings lineup. That drinks it out for the card. Make sure you join a tournament. We're going to share it out there, share it to everyone, have this all be available to you guys. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to Mr. Chaz Florida. We're going to get some of the bets for tomorrow's lineups of games. And try to win you guys some money. If it's not through fantasy, it's going to be through betting. So one way or another, we will win you some games, win you some bets on this show. That's what we are all about on the DC's DFS Challenge Show. So stay tuned. We'll be back. It it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back in, everybody. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, also presented to you by Belly Up Fantasy Sports. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, coming in for the second half of the show, like we always do, with Mr. Chaz Filardi. We're going to talk about some of the great bets we have in store for you guys tomorrow. But very first, Mr. Chaz, how are you doing today? Can you hear me? Because I just realized my headset was not plugged into the computer. Well, you got it in just in time because I can hear you perfectly, clear, sir. I just snuck in. I snuck in there. You know what? It's this is uh, we take the week off every year after after the Super Bowl because our show in its infancy was a football show because football is really the only thing I care about. But I talked to a guy today, Danny. If I told you to guess 
if it was what's that game where uh, the family feud if it was a family feud thing that you know the top you would not get the this fingers. one i talked to a guy from sumo wrestling today oh. would you have ever guessed if i gave you 10 guesses no <laughs> what sport <That> was, no. <laughs> Never. never came out of my mouth. Never. So, so how Not lucky am I? How lucky am I? Huh? That's pretty awesome. What kind of tips did you get? Well, no, we just we're just uh, we're just uh, no, we're um, uh, we're introducing each other. Or, you know, as, as I, more people I talk to, just getting to know him. But uh, I told him I, I was just blown away because he's got a really great bio, but it it says sumo wrestling in there. You just I don't know. I, I know sumo wrestling. I think it's great. It it made you got to admit that that one uh, Austin Powers movie, the, the oh, best yeah. part of well, the movie. I mean, everyone knows that. Oh, that was yeah. the that was the best part of the movie, you know. And sumo wrestling, uh, you know, I just assumed it would be a Japanese guy, you know, some Irish guy. So that movie wasn't far off. That's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, very much so. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Well, that's yeah, that's really you know what we I and mean, we talked about this I think off air quite a few times. Uh, I mean, while this pandemic has been terrible for everybody, it has given guys like us uh, the opportunity to really be able to network with more people than we really have ever been able to do so before. I've gotten to meet a lot of interesting people over the past year, and uh, while it's been one thing to not be able to see these people in person, it, it's been another that with through Zoom and stuff like that, you kind of been able to connect with some more people and maybe slow things down a little bit. You're so true. It's so true. You're so right. Because when we had our show, one of the things that we did, so we're on ESPN 1700 here in San Diego, and Billy Elvis is on 93.1 The Fan in Lima, Ohio. And we would go on each other's show at the same time. And it was it was really a kind of radical thing that we did then. Now it's just zoom. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It made it so simple for everything, including shows like this one. So we got tomorrow's slate and it's actually Valentine's day. So hopefully you're winning back whatever gift that you got for your significant other. And I think that's probably the idea here. I don't know how much time people are actually going to be able to watch their games if they're actually doing what they should be doing for their significant others on Valentine's day. But that doesn't mean you can't still win money. Now, first half hour, as we always do, we talked about, you know, what my DraftKings lineup card was, what type of players I was looking for, what type of values I was looking for. Now, for you, you took it from a different angle. You go from more of the team angle, over-unders. Who's, where's the value at there? And what, what are you looking to bet tomorrow? Well, first things, I am learning only now what the other sports besides football have done to combat the pandemic. So hockey is doing a unique thing and black Hawk West on our show was kind enough to explain how it's working. I got to look at you honestly, right in the camera here and tell you, I have no idea what the format the NBA is doing. They have to be doing something that's different though, right? They're structuring it different. It's, I mean, it's not the bubble, uh, but basically it's just, they have a lot of protocols and sense. A lot of teams are going on the road. They're not allowed to leave the hotels. Uh, they have to kind of stay in, but it's, it's actually been a little bit erratic for the NBA, quite frankly, um, because once they got away from the bubble idea, they're trying to follow, I want to say a similar format kind of to the NFL where you just, you have certain amount of times you have to test negative. If you have a positive, you have to be out for a certain amount of time. If you've had a positive, but they've kind of done this, like this is hope that you guys, on your own as individuals choose 
to self-isolate through this time and be the safest thing. They're not really implementing the way that people thought they were going to. That's why there's been this big thing about the All-Star game, while the players are so upset about that. Um, but the league's trying to try and make that happen. Uh, the NBA's kind of been, after being the lead dog last year in how to get the sporting event off without a hitch, have kind of fallen to the backside, I believe, a little bit more so uh, to hockey in, in some senses. Well, the reason I ask, so I look at the schedule today, and actually, you know, I'm all about diversity. I, I've, I'm about diversity in every aspect of my life. And as I mentioned to my friend at the International Sumo League, I think I think it's isumu.com or something. I'm really excited, but I'll bet on anything. If I have an advantage or I know what I'm doing or I've seen something or I'm, I can follow, if you're a guy that knows something, I'll follow you. I'll bet what you bet, no doubt about it. But so I looked and I saw that there's only one team that's playing again tomorrow This play, that played today. Everybody else that's playing tomorrow hasn't played, isn't playing today. So that's nice because then you, you can do some handicapping. You know, with baseball, Friday afternoon, and the games are starting. You can't really look at Saturday. You got to let Friday to, to play out. And you can't do that with well, a lot of sports. The baseball of all sports to me. If you're ever going to stick with live betting, baseball is the game where I'm not doing anything before the game starts. Everything that I'm betting when it comes to baseball is during the game. To Kind of to your point there, but you can't really get ahead of that. There's too many games every single day. You can't really get ahead and say, all right, on this day, this matchup, this person's pitching. It, it doesn't really work that way. Live betting in baseball is really how I personally try to attack it. NBA, college basketball, I can still kind of do it the way I would do football where I can get ahead of it enough because for the most part, to your point, you're not going to have a lot of teams going back-to-back nights. So you have a couple of days to kind of handicap it and kind of get your head around what you like, what you don't. And, and again, that really helps because – you know, a, a guy could have a monster Friday or a monster Saturday if he's playing back to back and you're thinking he's going to come back strong because he just had a great night. And then last minute they decide to sit him now and, and things like that. I'm not sure how how long in advance they they have to let people know. But so for me, getting down to that player level, I respect how hard it is because I did fantasy one time and I quit because it was too hard. This is a guy who works 14 hour days, but fantasy was too hard for me. So, <laughs> so yeah, I do. I look at opportunities, but for tonight, I'll tell you what I got tonight going. I've got sure. college basketball already going. I had a pretty good day. I had a Virginia Gonzaga open parlay. They just both won easy, hit them all. So you remember me, if I had it in a parlay, I had it straight. So that was nice. And then I have, uh, I, I, I tweeted out, I don't know if you saw the social media about Golden State. They've been yeah. doing this. There's certain teams that I've been noticing that they just, for whatever reason, they're becoming second half teams. And you know what? I got a nickname for a reason. I do very, very well with my second half play. Some of them I know in advance because with football, you know, like the 10 games in a row that Tampa Bay didn't score, didn't allow 27 points. When, when I see something like that for the second half, I hop on over. Now, we remember Washington. There was a game one time that we were on on a Saturday night, and it was uh, it was must have been the playoff game because that would – or maybe at the end of the season when they play on Saturdays. But anyway, I had Washington in the second half, and you kind of asked me, you know, like, really? And I said, well, I'm, I'm just betting numbers. The numbers they bet Washington in the second half, and, of course, they covered the second half, like nine of the last ten games of the year. So I'm looking for that. I've got um, Colorado in basketball, and in hockey – 
Oh, actually, I just did really well with, with a live play. It was nothing, nothing in the Tampa Bay, Florida game. So okay. I hopped on the Tampa Bay team total over and the over when it drops. I always wait till it drops. And, you know, it's so cool now that we're, we're, you mentioned we're all interacting and networking. There's so many of the hockey podcasts out there, but they never really talk about they talk about some of the first period action, but they don't talk a lot about the live action. And golly gee, there is nothing better in hockey than it's zero zero. You bet the over, and the next thing you know, it's four to nothing. Right. Oh, oh yeah. Was, he's swing like he's swing like crazy. You get a couple of power plays, and that's it. It's all you need. Yeah. So I did. I did my homework. You know me. I, I come prepared. I looked at the stat leaders. I looked at the schedule, and then I printed out tomorrow's lines. And and I was doing what I wanted to do. I wanted to do a little experiment because we're going to be talking basketball. And I I told you my kids are both big time basketball kids. To this day, my son and I. He was in a bunk bed. That's how he's right now. He's in Brazil with his fiance. But right. this memory, he was in a bunk bed. So that's how long ago it was. It was the night that Kobe went off. And scored all those points. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Every time we came in, I came into the room. Dad, dad, he'd scored 14 more. And it was 40. And then it was 50. And then it was 60. What did he end up with? 82, I think. Yes. It was just amazing. So so my kids are big time basketball fans. So I'm not afraid of, of, of pulling their brain because they're watching a lot more than I am. But when you go over your roster tomorrow for your for the contest, how many guys are on your roster? Uh, well, you have eight guys total. Okay. And are you having any, uh, could it be any of these games that start at 10 o'clock in the morning, my time? Our tournament is the seven o'clock Eastern PM time. Cause that's the slate that has nine games uh, where the other slates have only two games. And I believe the other one was three games uh, drawing a blank, what those time slots were, but our tournament is based on the seven o'clock hour, uh, seven o'clock, seven thirty. Those, all those games kind of fall in together. Oh, so that's anything nine. after that, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anything after that? Yeah. Because at ten o'clock uh, on a Sunday on Valentine's Day, you could get in a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah. You could, that, you could a get brutal. a lot of trouble. You know? That's one of those situations where maybe you don't live bet. You like something before the game, you put it in, and you check it out later when you're all done. But yeah, it's it that that's not a great uh, not a great life relationship tip to say. Hey, you know what? Uh, turn on this game at ten o'clock Eastern on Valentine's Day. Well, we, we've had a tough. We've had a tough pandemic everyone has but in my family we, we've had a, a pretty good run we, we all kind of get along though you know california was shut down for weeks and weeks at a time we couldn't do anything we couldn't go anywhere they finally opened up for outside so what i did is i made it a valentine's four-day weekend so we went out thursday we went out yesterday we, we went out today and we're going to finish it up tomorrow and then monday is of course a national holiday it's president's day right so it's going to turn out to be a five-day valentine's day weekend but thank god for championship footballs because as you know right now we're selling both the alabama championship football and the tampa bay championship football so whenever i'm looking at my phone too long and my wife makes a comment i always tell her i was just checking sales honey and she never <laughs> She never gives me any Doesn't grief for it. that. Yes, <laughs> she knows that's yeah, okay, paying okay. for you're, dinner. You're trying to make the money. It's okay. If, as long as you're making the money, I don't have an issue. Yeah, no. But if the flowers and the wine tomorrow are in front of the remote and you can't get to the remote and you got to kind of, then yeah, so you got to be careful. You got to be careful. No doubt about it. Yeah, be, be responsible. You're a significant other there. Uh, I was going to say one one thing that I've, I've noticed before you get in. Um, 
is that I've actually had a lot of success betting four-team parlays in college basketball. Now, when I do parlays, I tend you like to do it straight. I tend to tease. And what I'll do is I'll take I'll take the heavier favorites, the nine point, ten point favorites. I'll tease it down to where you get about the four hundred odd range era territory, and pretty much you wind up getting about three to one odds essentially uh, once you do that. And I've had a lot of success. And I wanted to put that out there lately of being able to do that, just getting four college teams, no matter who they are, picking out, playing out the numbers, and winding up with three to one odds, and on pretty surefire bets at the end of the day. Well, because the best team should win, right? But it right. doesn't mean they're going to cover. And and what you're taking away is, uh, so what is it? Is, is, is it a four point, six point? What, how many is it for the T's? It's it's it varies. It's where. Oh, so so you're so you're I'm, just. I'm looking for what what T's gets me to about minus four hundred. Let's say on this team, right? And I'll put four. I'll I'll put four of those together. Right. So it, it varies based on what the line is, but right. Though that difference is that's the garbage time. Why my father, God rest exactly. his soul, said, "Don't bet basketball." You're basically what you're doing is you're buying garbage time, right? By saying, "Hey, you know what? They're giving eleven. I got it to seven. I'm good with seven versus eleven. And oh my God, how that's like in at the end of the game, a four points is a lot of points. It is. It's it's because the way these games end, and that's why I understand. That's why I always tease it down, especially when it comes to basketball. It's the way these games end, you have you have you don't know how many times these other teams gonna foul, how many free throws they're gonna wind up hitting at the end of the game, trying to come back into the game. It, it's the the entire basketball game gets reduced essentially in that last two minutes where that last two minutes is not a reflection. A lot of the times, not, not all the time, obviously, but a lot of times not reflection how that actual game really went. And that's why when you're betting it, it makes it very, very tough. But because with college basketball, there's so many games out there. If you're willing to tease down and take some of these more surefire locks, these four way parlays seem to be very beneficial. At least they have been for me in my recent experience. Yeah, and, and that's not bad odds. I mean, if you think about it, two-teamers, you know, two-and-a-half to one. Right. Uh, but remember, the one thing about parlays, people, I try to explain to them, the, the, the more numbers you have in the parlays, the more advantage you're getting because the par parlay formula is, is one over two times one over two times one over two. Only one team out of the two can win. And that's the odds. So the odds on a two-teamer are four to one. They pay you two and a half to one. The odds are three-teamer eight to one. They pay you six. So the more it goes higher, the worse they screw you. And right. so you, that's why people say don't bet parlays. However, when you take them as a tool and you say, okay, if I bet all those teams in a, in a parlay, well, now one thing I will do when I do that, and I do that kind of the way I do that is a little more on, on a money line. I'll always have the teams on a money line because I learned that from from Paolo on our show with soccer that sometimes you got to take that minus 375. You said minus 400. That's that's the same number. And when you do, when you put them together for two, you can get even money. Well, you know what? You, you can't get even money bet two minus 400s together exactly. separately as straight exactly. bets. That ain't happening. But that even money and they and, and like you said, they may. Maybe they do cover. You don't care. You didn't bet the cover. You cash. I always have both parlays. Always. I'm always going to have both parlays because I don't want the time that I bet the tease and it doesn't tease. It doesn't need the tease. I, I want to cash both of those parlays. But when it does, when they don't cover, but it, the teaser wins, you, you, 
you're a genius. It's it's just it's the smart smart way to, to sports bet. It just seems like it's a safe way to go. Like I said, I've been having success with it, so I wanted to mention that on the show. I mean, college basketball just seems to work best with the NBA because you're still dealing with professional players. It's still it's tough to bet the NBA sometimes, but I do have a parlay when I get into. It, but I first want to let you go ahead and get into what you have prepared there. Yeah, so 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 I just I look at some stuff and I'm thinking. So yeah, I don't know anything about the NBA in terms of right now. However, you know, we all have sources. Now I pay for a source. I pay for Don Best. Every month, Don Best whacks my credit card, but I get access to anything I want. I can run all kinds of reports. It's a great service. It really, it's, it's like $4 a day. But if you bet more than three times a week, you should bet. It. And especially if you're a guy that's bet big if you're betting 50 or 100 dollars it's like two and a half units to make you a much better and i'm not getting paid for this don best this is not a don best spot that i'm reading off a screen behind the camera or anything it's just a great service the free one is covers covers is the best thing that's free out there it really is but you could so you could catch up pretty good but learning like i said going down to the player level where you guys are with fantasy that that really is something you got to be on top of because if you're the better team they could sit a guy and if if people know they're going to sit you're going to see it in the point spread right the point spread is going to change but that team could still win the game versus where you've got him on your team and he sits and then you get a zero which as you know if you get drunk sunday nights in fantasy and you don't change your lineup on time it could happen at a 10 o'clock game you know Absolutely. 100%. Before you get into that, though, I actually do need to do a live read real quickly to let you guys know when you bet with Belly Up Fantasy, you bet with BUSR, a fantastic international sports book that allows you to bet place bets from anywhere at any time, from horse racing to casino games, and of course, all of your favorite sports. BUSR has all the action you can want with fast, secure payouts. And for a limited time only, all you have to do is go to the link, BUSR.com slash Belly Up Fantasy, found on our website, BellyUpFantasySports.com, or on our social media accounts at Belly Up Fantasy to receive a 20% sign-up bonus of up to $500. That's up to $500 of free money to begin winning right now. Again, go click the link busr.com slash bellyupfantasy today. So now, Mr. Chaz, let's hear what you got. Well, you know, that I, I would imagine once we get off the air, you could use that busr.com account to uh, for some serious UFC action because that's just really heating up, right? That go that'll oh. go now. There'll be four or five. I mean, that's fights. going on. That's going on right now, and uh, yeah, they have a lot of action going on in that game. Yeah, Definitely should sure. go ahead and check it out. But yeah, so so what, that's what I I kind of do. I'll look at teams now. I did look at players for, like I said, I looked at some player stats, and I never do that ever for for football. But because you guys are are fantasy experts, I want to at least look like I know what I'm talking about. So so now tonight. Steph Curry, he's the only guy that was on there twice for offensive categories. So when they were down at halftime, I hopped on them in the second half to score 60-something points. I thought they're getting beat at home again. They've come back a couple times, but I also know that Brooklyn has an X guy on there, and I think this is the first time, right, that they played. Is that I, correct tonight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that emotion, that's an emotional thing. So, so, so that, but so I said, let me go with the, just that. So they, they're, they're getting whacked. They're down by 26, but in the second 
in the third, the first half of the second half, they've scored 31. So now I'm chasing 30 points. I got 61. So that I'm hoping they just keep scoring and scoring and going back and forth. But, but the, one took, good thing, if you're ever, whenever you're betting with Brooklyn's games, you can always you can always count on the over being a good bet because no one's going to play defense and everyone's just looking to score. And and you talked about the end of a basketball game. You don't know who's going to foul. Well, it's a 26 point game. You're not going to be getting that last little bit. I'm going to need no. to get the. I'm need, I'm going to need to get the. They're going to need to score, like you said, 40 more. But they've got. Um, They've got 73 in the quarter. So the, betting the over would have been the way to go, too. I didn't do that. So. But, yeah, so so what I'm looking at is when, when I see some of these games, there's there's like Dallas is playing Portland. And they've got Lillard and uh, – uh, well, how's, how's Luca? How do you say Luca's last name? Doncic. Doncic. And they're playing against each other. So, well, I mean, right there, that screams to me. I have to pay attention to the over. So I'm going to go and I'm going to look. I'm going to see in the last, I don't know, three, four games, what have they done? You know the trends, the traditional trends, okay? In their last 17 games, over the last four years, I don't want to know that. That doesn't do me any good. Some of those guys are retired and have vineyards now. You know, right. <laughs> you want to talk to them about a Pinot Grigio, go ahead. But I'm looking for really recent. And then I'm, I'll go and I'll say, okay, now on the road, because you did mention it. Life is not strip clubs now. No. Life on the road for NBA guys was, you know, get their, how many teams are in the NBA? So they got like 30 mm-hmm. teams. So that's 29 road trips. You got 29 different wives <laughs> in every city, you know? So you got to do what you got to do, but now you have to play it to the best. So I'm thinking they're going to be a little more focused. I'm thinking that gives a road team a, a little more of an advantage than that. You know, we talked about the home crowd not being there, but they, NBA guys don't travel like any other guys. Uh, that's not true. Baseball has some stories of guys that would have apartments. A guy from the Mets would have an apartment in Chicago, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then when, when they had interleague play, there was one time, I think, the Mets were in Chicago for nine days because they played four with the Cubs and then three with the White, White Sox. Sox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, his rent was worth it that month. But so they, they, they've done some nasty things. But the NBA guys, they're, they're just famous. That's why, I would, remember, they yeah. wouldn't have the games in Vegas. Right. They were scared to have the games right. in Vegas. Look, you, you look at the NBA. You're not have you don't have as many players, so a lot of these players are much more visible. And not to mention, unlike football, you don't have a you're not have playing with a mask over your face either, so people know what you look like. Yeah, so that that's a, the other thing I'm going to look at. And then um, when I I look at that rebounds, if I can, if I find, if I go through and I find uh, teams, the stats that I look for, I look for rebounds. I look for points in the paint. Those are the kind of things. And the beauty of it, you can really learn about a team if you look at just their last four or five games and then maybe you compare it to their season-long stats. You can find out really a pretty quickly a snapshot of a team. And I will, if you give me 30 minutes, I, I'll handicap a, a basketball game within 30 minutes. I can barely do a horse race in 30 minutes. But a lot of times in the basketball games, I'm going to say not with my money because the inconsistency of some of these teams is amazing. Now you see it quarter to quarter. They they score 38, then they score 18. They give up 12 and then they give up 50. But I don't like that. I don't like betting inconsistent teams. I like betting teams that do the same thing. They may not always cover, 
but they're going to be in the game. They may not always win the game on the money line, but they're going to be in the game. They may not always go over, but you know they're going to score some points. Or they may not always go under, but you know that you could probably get away with the team total under maybe on the other team because there's nothing worse than when you have the under. The team gets skunked, but because the team that wins the game just goes off and scores like 140 points or something right. uh, and you lose your under, that's where the team totals come into play. And, and, and as you know, with the offshore books like BUSR, and this is not a written script. This is just me telling you how it works. They can do things that the book in Pennsylvania or the guys in Vegas can't do. And that's, that's the beauty of those books is they offer a, there's still a buffet. You can't get a buffet anywhere except on BUSR. You can get a buffet of, of sports betting. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. And, and talking, you're talking about, so you talk about the Portland uh, Dallas game. It, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that game. Cause it's one of the games that I wanted to do uh, the parlay bet that I said I wanted to get into on. And I'm looking at this game right now with the way Dallas played lately, uh, or should I say lack thereof as far as their defensive capabilities. And, Portland has a really great shot to get in this game. The line is set at minus four and a half in favor of Dallas. I'm looking at a straight parlay here, something I don't do very often, especially when it comes to basketball. But I'm looking to bet on Portland plus four and a half points. And then I want to take San Antonio at minus one and a half. San Antonio is playing the Charlotte Hornets. To me, there's no all you're doing is you're saying it's a pick em game. And I know Aldridge is supposed to play, but as long as you have DeMar DeRozan, you already have the best player on the floor. Hornets, while Lamelo Lamo Ball has played very well as of late, the Spurs are still just a fundamentally better team than they are at this point. And again, going to your point of these teams being a little bit more focused on the road, I'm taking two road teams in this one. I think San Antonio, base point and a half, you're basically saying it's a pick them. Very rarely does it get, come down to just one point. But I'm taking them at minus one and a half. I'm taking Portland at plus four and a half on the road against Dallas. Portland has gotten hot as of late. Everyone just listened to the first half of the show. You know how big I am on Gary Trent, who's been playing for CJ McCollum essentially as during this time period. He's been playing very well. I like what they're going to do because I just don't like what I'm seeing out of Dallas. They're, they're a team that once they get knocked down throughout the game, they don't seem to really get back up. They're not having that resiliency. Other than Luka, no one else is really coming to play in that second half. And when you have a guy like Lillard, who can put a team on his back, but can also will his team to play harder as the game goes on. I'm this is a big important game for Portland too, and that's the other reason why I'm looking at this one pretty hard. So I'm taking that that parlay, and that parlay is going to give you about four to one odds. But yeah, a couple of things I want to jump out at you that I'm reading on uh, for Sunday's games. In the first game, San Antonio, they're 15 and 11, more than half, eight. More than half of their wins are on the road. Their record on the road is there against the spread record. They're eight and three on the road playing a team that's eight and seven at home, eight, six and one against. So basically when you bet Charlotte at home, it's a coin flip. You bet San Antonio on the road, they cover 80% of the time. And you look at Portland Dallas. Now, I don't know how much that Mark Cuban Dallas thing, you know, would impact the team. You know, if people are, it, I would have to think very little. I, I really think that story has been something that's kind of been overblown as far as its overall impact on the team to begin with. No, but if people, if you know how the Dallas papers, you know, the Dallas radio, they're, they're yeah. covering the team every single game. If they're asking you the questions, they could probably tick you off a little bit. But the bottom line is when I look at the stats, they're three and 10 against the spread at home. Yeah. Three and 10 is stinky poo. 
It's not good at all. Their defense has been bad all year, but it takes an especially bad turn, it seems like, when in Dallas. So their last 10, they're 2-8 and eight against the spread. Portland is 7-3. and three. Now, here's the thing with me. When, when I bet a game, I – not always, not always, but almost always, I'm knowing that I'm going to bet that game again live. And we talked – you talked about it with right. baseball. And, and the reason is sometimes you're wrong. But the Lakers – I hopped on the Lakers last night for one reason, only reason. It was 22-2. to two. It was 22 to two. Who bets a team that's down 22 to two? And you don't even get good odds when they're the Lakers. Right. You know, um, but I bet them and they ended up, of course, I bet him just to win the game. Hence, I, I could have gave double digits. I think they ended up crushing them. Yeah. But so so those those are the kind of things I look at those stats and I say, well, those stats are 100 percent for the game. But there's four quarters in a, in, in a basketball game. And just like those three periods in a hockey game, guys, if you want to win money, don't be afraid to just bet one or two periods and not even necessarily bet the game. My philosophy is I'm always going to have a little money on the first quarter, a little money on the first half, and a little money on the game if I'm betting a team straight. But I have no problem taking, say I have a unit on all of them, and I almost never do a full unit on the first period or first quarter because stuff happens early, like the 22-2 to game, you know? Right. But. I have no problem with that. If I say it's two and a half units, betting two and a half units on them live in another spot or betting the other team for two and a half units if it looks like it just ain't their day. My goal when when I am done at the end of the day is to have more money in my pocket than I had when I started. I don't have the emotional attachment. I, if, if I was wrong handicapping you or you just, I might have done great handicapping, Dan. Sometimes they just don't show up. Yeah, 100%. Everything you're saying there is 100% correct. But we have to go. We are running out of time. Mr. Chaz Flory, please tell everybody where they can find you and championshipfootballs.com. Yeah, well, championshipfootballs.com is the, really the coolest present. They'll open that day guarantee. And I, I tell you what, I'm, meet, I'm making new friends, Dan, with all the contestant winners. It's awesome. really pretty cool. It's really cool. And then, of course, Thursday nights. But we're gonna, I'm going to be really pumping a lot of smoke, social media, working with Worldwide Sports Radio Network and, and Mike and Blaine at, at uh, Belly Up. So you may not want to know where you can find me because I may be looking for you. <laughs> well, all right. And you can always catch me at Belly Up MDFF show or follow me along on Belly Up Fantasy or both of my shows. My MD Sandy Football Show actually will be back about a month from now. Very excited to get that back underway and be back on the air with that one. Uh, we'll be back there on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSR, and also presented to you by Belly Up Fantasy Sports. And Chaz, as you always say, always be cashing. Take care, everybody.